It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between, we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. You have made it to the beginning of another week. Oh, and what a week it shall be. Right now, this week is big, bright, and shiny, and it can be anything that we want it to be. And then, you know, come tomorrow, we'll realize it's just another week. But right now, this is a bright, shining moment. So welcome. I hope I can add something of value to your week, maybe even just a laugh, because we have a great guest today. We have Jennifer back, and we don't talk about Jennifer's last name, but you might know her better as Blocked by Jax. Her account on IG is one of my favorite. It's at blocked underscore by underscore Jax. And so this is a kind of Bravo pop culture roundup because we pretty much just talked all Bravo shows. We talked a lot about the Southern Charm reunion. We talked about the Salt Lake City finale, Reality Von Teese. Uh, the Salt Lake City reunion. We talked about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We talked about the Summer House trailer, which I didn't get to talk about on Friday, which was, whoa, you guys, what did you think of the Summer House trailer? Uh, Listen, Kyle used to say that summer should be fun. I think that is dead and gone. Summers should be deep misery. And it seems like this season is going to really highlight that because we finally get our first look at the glimpse of the crumbling relationship of Carl and Lindsay. And man, I was nervous to watch that, but it looked good. It just looked really sad. And then we, we Maya's gone. Uh, Sam's gone. The, the other guy that I forgot is, I keep forgetting his name. He's gone, which probably isn't a good sign that I forgot his name, but they, 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 three people just gone. Sierra's still there, but those other three are gone. They didn't bring Luke Gulbranson back. And then they added two new guys. One has like, kind of like uh funky facial hair and the other guy is tall and has abs. So I don't know. Good luck to you guys. I hope it, I hope it works out good for you. Will they ever find good guys to actually fill in the spots on summer house. This is what I spend my nights thinking about now, Uh, but it looked good. It just looked like it's going to be heavy because we know what's coming. And also remember, think about that in terms of Scandaball that kind of worked well for us. Once we knew what was going on between Tom and Raquel, we looked at the season in a completely different light. So we already know what's going to happen. So it's going to have this kind of interesting, um, experience for the viewing audience that will be able to watch knowing that this ends and being, uh, being able to poke through everything with a fine tooth comb, which is probably pretty annoying for Carl and Lindsay, but we'll be like, Oh, I, I knew right here that Carl was really having doubts at this moment. So I'm really interested to see that's going to come at the end of February. Um, and then, uh, listen, we didn't get to talk about this. So I'm going to talk about it right now. Uh, traders traders, 
the second season just came out on Peacock exclusively. I know I talk about a lot about Peacock these days, but if you're a Bravo fan and you don't have Peacock, you are missing out. They are doing some of the best shows over there. And the Traders, uh, it's a overseas show that was really popular, and now they've brought it over to America. And they had the first season last season, um, and Alan Cumming hosts it. He's amazing. He is just he commits so hard, and it's just. I hate to use the word delicious, but his performance is delicious as the host of the traders. So you have him, but then it's like just a cornucopia of amazing reality stars that make up the traders or there's actually three traders. That's the thing. And the people have to guess who the traders are, but the traders walk amongst the faithfuls. That's why they call them the faithfuls. And then they kill one, not like literally kill, but one person is killed each episode. And then at the end of each episode, they also guess who they think the traitor is and they've gotten it wrong. The first three episodes are out. So I binged those. The first season is also really interesting as well. Kate Chastain was in it. Kyle from Summerhouse was in it. But this season, the cast is wild. You have Phaedra Parks. Phaedra is just made for this stuff. I mean, Phaedra is just so fun to watch. Uh, you even have Trishel. Do you remember Trishel from Real World Las Vegas? I had her on the podcast last year, and she is just one of my favorites. She is on this. You have uh, Peppermint uh, from RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, you have She by Sheree. Listen, She by Sheree, Sheree Whitfield, you don't even... She hasn't... There's such a stacked cast right now that in the first three episodes not everybody has had like their highlighted moment yet. That's how stacked this cast is. Uh, you have Tamara, um, Tamara from Real Housewives of Orange County. She's on this. And then you have Larza Pippen. And guess what? She brought her boyfriend, Marcus Jordan. And you, <laughs> I, I did this thing on Instagram this week because I always admire or not, I don't know, admire is the right word. I'm always befuddled and shocked when a an actual real life couple decides to be a reality show couple when they're like we're not only going to be on real housewives of miami we're going to take our show on the road and do other iterations of reality shows and now we're doing the traders and i'm like what are they eventually going to do love after lockup i mean they can't do teen mom anymore but marcus is uh there with larza now i don't want to spoil anything because i know a lot of you guys have not gotten a chance to watch this three episodes. So I don't want to spoil anything because I do want to talk about this more in the next couple uh, of weeks as it airs. Um, you have Johnny Bananas, Johnny Bananas from the challenge. And you also have CT from the challenge, two of the best people to do the challenge. You have Dan Geesling from Big Brother. He won Big Brother season 14. You have Deontay Wilder, who is a former WBC heavyweight champion. Um, you have Janelle Pierzina. She was also on Big Brother. You have John Burkow, who was a former British politician. They just randomly threw in a British politician because I guess every reality show needs that. You have Ekinsu. Now, Ekinsu is one of my favorites. She is from Love Island, UK. She is from the season that I started watching Love Island and Love Island is just a bear of a show to watch. And it really rewards you the more time you put into it. But Ekansu won Love Island with her boyfriend Davide and Davide. He was so funny. He's like this really good looking ripped Italian dude. Maybe like you're an actress, actress Ekansu, cry, cry, actress. I wish Davide was on this. And by the way, somebody told me that her and uh, Davide broke up and I'm heartbroken. I don't, I didn't know that, but Ekansu is this making her American debut. You have Kevin Kreider from bling empire. 
Uh, you have Maxim Chermakovsky from Dancing with the Stars. You have Mercedes MJ Javid from Shaws of Sunset. Mercedes is on there and doing great. You have Parvati from Survivor, who is like queen of Survivor. You have Peter Weber, the former The Bachelor. You have, like I said, Phaedra. You have Sandra Diaz-Twine, who was also a winner of Survivor. Her and Parvati together crack me up. Uh, I said you have Sheree, Tamara, Trishel, uh, but it is just a stacked, amazing cast. So I highly recommend The Traders. And you got to catch up, folks, because I do want to start talking about some spoilers in uh, upcoming episodes. It's so bad it's good. But I think it's a really good show. Really fun. I love uh, competition shows on top of or competition shows where they actually use existing reality show characters that we already know. It does so much of the work already for the show because we know them, we root for them or we don't root for them going in. And I think that's really, really exciting. I wonder how much Tom Sandoval begged to get on the traders. Like, you know, that's, we didn't have any Vanderpump rules cast members, which I think is a crime that we don't have any Vanderpump rules cast members. Anywho, uh, highly, highly, highly recommend for you guys to start watching The Traders if you have not already. And also, I want to uh, wish everybody a happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, that's probably, you know, what he stood for um, sometimes. I mean, what what a great man. I didn't even realize uh, that this was a holiday. And I was like, wow, we're at Martin Luther King Day already. So um, maybe you're listening at home. Maybe you're listening to this on Tuesday when you go back to work. But I hope at some point today you think about the important work Mr. King ha- did in his life and uh, truly reflect on that. And I know this probably isn't the show for that because we kind of talk about silly ha-ha reality show stuff. But I do want to say... Um, what a legacy. And, uh, hopefully, um, I don't know. It's one of those things is like, man, we're going into election year. Hopefully we can realize we have more in common than the differences that are highlighted every damn hour of the week. Okay. So that's my Martin Luther King thing. Um, okay. So we had, uh, the traders check. Um, and then I wanted to talk a little bit more about Southern charm. Now, Southern charm, was such a good um, reunion. And we're one of three. We did the first episode, but so much good information. I talked a lot about it on Friday and I just kept thinking how amazing. But then I was scrolling the old Instagram as you are wont to do. And uh, the account Queens of Bravo, who I think we all uh, follow, added some, added some, never before seen or like cut scenes from the show. And I was like, man, they are using like their deleted scenes are even amazing. Um, okay. So this is a deleted scene that you're going to hear right now from the Southern charm reunion. Do you complete your ladies? I think so very much. Okay. Madison said a very, I don't want to bring her into this because she's married now, but last year she said it all. I don't think anyone is surprised to learn Austin is boring in bed. <laughs> Something stuck me around for three years. <laughs> I'm a girl who I think about myself a lot of the time, so I've never had bad sex, really. Okay, so. Olivia, is Austin a generous lover? Yeah, I've never had bad sex with Austin. Oh, okay. wow. Oh. Austin, good reviews. Thank you. You got one thing going for you. one thing. Taylor, same question. What? Is Austin a generous lover? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would not know that. Oh, okay. that's a trick question. Just checking. 
Okay. Yes. Also, it was Whitney's girlfriend who told Patricia about the nude okay. photo. Oh. Whitney doesn't so ever claim Whitney. that his girlfriend. Nobody knows that he has a girlfriend. And said, "What's with this girl?" If he has a girlfriend, then she needs to understand he's hooking up with everyone in Charleston. Also, it was Whitney. Okay. So basically, those were two deleted scenes. The first one, and I it pains me to even leave this in the show, is saying that Austin is a generous lover. So good job, Austin. Madison and Olivia said no complaints with Austin in the bedroom. So if anybody's hooking up with Austin right now, I guess you've got that going for you that you are going. It's going to be good. It's going to be different than Shep, who revealed on the podcast and who revealed on the reunion and in an episode this season that he is out for numero uno, which is himself. And I'm still thinking about the speech that Shep gave about his behavior. And I'm really, really hoping that he is actually making steps to change his life because I truly believe there's so much good in Shep. Um, I truly believe. Also, we do talk about Thomas Ravenall in today's show, and I posted an Instagram of him and his ex, Ashley. I had t- I totally eternal sunshine Ashley from my head. I forgot about her at all, and I was like, oh my God, I was remembering all the episodes. Completely blanked on her, and I said, hey, does anybody want Thomas back on the show? And I got to tell you, it's a resounding, they do not want Thomas Ravenall back on Southern Charm. Uh, but, uh, I thought that was interesting. Also in one of the deleted scenes that I just played you, it said that Whitney does have a girlfriend, but he also sleeps half of Charleston. That's a very Lisa Barlow coded. She fucks half of New York. Whitney fucks half of Charleston. Um, I, I wish Whitney, he's a producer on the show. I wish Whitney would show up and participate in one of these reunions. My God. Now, a friend of the show, Samaj Bloodson is actually, at Pillows and Beer, they that's Craig and Austin's podcast. They did a live podcast taping at the Gramercy Theater in New York, and he went sold out. Andy Cohen was the special surprise guest, so Andy Cohen is there. Now, I think he is still uh, in Pillows and Beer land, but he gave me a couple of things that they talked about because I say, he said, oh, do you want to know anything? And I gave him like five questions, and uh, he was sending me pictures. And he said, oh, we just had a name a moment. Craig said, you know, people have been telling me I should run for office. And Andy Cohen and Austin goes, who? And Craig says, you know, people. And then they said, name them, name them, name them. Just like Sutton did. They also had a story um, that said when they were first being on Winter House, Craig and Austin had to quarantine for 10 days before filming. And on the last day, they had to take a psych test, a psychological evaluation to be on the show. And Craig failed it. Craig failed the psych exam because one of the questions was, how many drinks do you have a week? And he said seven to 10. And he said the lady turned uh, turned on him and Austin could hear Craig yelling on the phone. So when he was done, he went to Austin's room and says, don't answer that phone call. Don't take that test. Fuck that lady. They had planned to get fit in their 10 days of quarantine leading up to Winterhouse, but they instead did nothing but drink at the local bar. And then they got in trouble for leaving the hotel and production calls them saying, you have one job? Stay in the hotel. Also, he gave me further information that Whitney gets a monthly allowance. I don't know if this is true. This is what Samaj says was revealed at the Pillows and Beer show. Miss Patricia, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm just reporting what was told me. Um, if you're with him on the wrong day, you have to cover the tab. 
Craig and Austin said, Ooh, and then Austin said, Lisa Barlow went up to him at BravoCon and gave him a hug and says, Hey, I love you. You're such a great guy. And I want you to meet someone wonderful, but you got to stop watching porn. <laughs> I guess she went up to Austin and said this out of nowhere. And I think he was very confused, but I'm even very confused about you've got to stop watching porn. Maybe Austin just has a look like he watches porn. Who knows? Um, also, I guess there were two missing scenes slash storylines this uh, season on Southern Charm. Austin and Craig are opening a bar in Charleston called By the Way. And I think this is their second place because I think they open a place called Carriage House in New York, if I'm not mistaken. So they're opening a place together. And I can't believe they cut that entire storyline. That seems like Taylor made, not Taylor Ann, but Taylor made for the show. And then Craig said he filmed a lot of him and JT together trying to help JT get over Taylor. And I thought that was an interesting tip. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red wine white or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Um, okay. And then finally, I wanted to talk about Miss Ariana Grande. Now, Ariana Grande's new single just came out on Friday. It is called Yes And. 
And now if you are an improvisational major, like I used to be, yes and is one of your, if not the main rule of improvisation. You always have to yes and your scene partner. But Ariana Grande has taken that and turned it almost into a revenge song. Almost a, hey, you said I ruined a family with my new boyfriend who I potentially stole away from his wife and they had just had a child? Well, yes and. So it's kind of like this F the haters throwing down a gauntlet. So what? Now, I saw the music video. The music video copies um, uh, Paula Abdul's, uh, is it Cold Hearted Snake video? Um, remember that when like the audition room with the dancers, it's an iconic music video from the nineties. Uh, go watch it. If you haven't, I think it still holds up. God, are we at a point where we're talking about music videos holding up like art, but I think it does hold up, but Ariana Grande kind of, uh, pays an homage to the Paula Abdul music video, but I wanted to read you guys. And by the way, it's a really, it's kind of a pop song. Um, and I think it's really ballsy because the first 30 seconds of the song, there's no singing at all, just a beat. And I'm like, damn, it's pretty ballsy. But like, I guess if you're Ariana Grande, you do not have to sing for the first 30 seconds of a song. So here are the lyrics to this. Uh, and just let me know what you guys think about this. It says, in case you haven't noticed, well, everybody's tired and healing from somebody or something. We don't see just right. Boy, come on, put your lipstick on. No one can tell you nothing. Come on and walk this way through the fire. Don't care what's on their mind. And if you find yourself in a dark situation, just turn on your light and be like, yes, and say that shit with your chest and be your own effing best friend. Be your own effing best friend. Say that shit with your chest. Keep moving like what's next. Yes, and. The second verse goes, Now I'm so done with caring what you think. No, I won't hide underneath your own projections or change my most authentic life. That really doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, Boy, come on, put your lipstick on. No one can tell you nothing. Come on and walk this way through the fire. Don't care what's on their mind. And if you find yourself in a dark situation, just turn on and your light and be like, yes, and say that shit with your chest and be your own effing best friend. Say that shit with your chest. Keep moving on like what's next. Yes, and. And then the third verse, my tongue is sacred. I speak upon what I like, protected, sexy, discerning with my time. Your energy is yours and mine is mine. What's mine is mine. My face is sitting. I don't need no disguise. Don't comment on my body. Do not reply. Your business is yours and mine is mine. Do you care so much whose dick I ride? Yes. And why? Why? Say that shit with your chest and be your own effing best friend. Say that shit with your chest. Keep moving like what's next. Yes. And now what do you guys think of this? This is kind of this, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things of like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a bop, a bit of a bop, but it's kind of like, um, I don't know. Right. Like Ariana Grande, obviously he, she is now with the Broadway actor, Ethan Slater. They met on the set of the movie wicked, which will be coming out at the end of this year. But Ethan Slater was married and, uh, him and his wife had a newborn child and this all happened. And Ethan Slater's wife kind of hit the press a little bit. I believe I remember a page six saying like Ariana Grande is not a girl's girl. Now, listen, situations of love, all of that stuff, it can be extremely messy. Um, this, uh, not this exact situation, thank God doesn't happen to all of us, but I will say if you are in the press, if you are somebody like Ariana Grande, if you are anybody on TV, film, all of that stuff, you know, she knows above all other people that there is always a more intense spotlight on her than anybody else. People 
are always watching for celebrities to make mistakes and then they pounce. But this seemed like a really big one, especially coming on the heels of all of her uh, past relationships. She just got out of a marriage uh, with the gentleman, what is his name? Dalton Ross, I believe. And then before that, you had Pete Davidson. Before that, of course, Mac Miller, rest in peace. You've had a string of interesting relationships. I mean, remember her and Pete Davidson were engaged for a time. And uh, I think Dumois put out a blind that maybe that they were secretly married, her and Ethan already. I don't know. But it's wild because she's got to sell a Disney. Like, isn't Wicked a Disney film? But like Wicked, she plays Glinda the Good, like Glinda the Good, Glinda the Good. And I don't know. It's going to be wild to do that press tour. But maybe by the end of 2024, everybody will have moved on to the next thing that they're outraged by. But do you agree with Ariana Grande? Do you think... She should be like, yes, and F you get off my life. I don't care. I'll ride whatever dick I want to ride. Mind your own business. Do you like when celebrities kind of stand up for themselves or do you think uh, they should take their lumps and kind of sit the F down? Because also Ariana Grande at the end of the day cannot tell us the ins and outs. Like, I feel like that's the other thing is that like, you're not going to be able to tell us the whole story. Like if there are like ins and outs of this situation that we don't know about, we're never going to know about it because it involves other people. There is a privacy element to it, but in the end, does she exacerbate the overall pain by kind of like taunting an audience with a song? Now, this song is pretty good. We'll see how, if anybody takes to this. And of course the new album is coming. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of one of the, homages that this next album is uh, revolving around is one of the most beautiful films out there. Uh, One of my favorite films, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. And I guess this movie moved her a lot as well as uh, a lot of this album was inspired by that movie, which I found very interesting. And it kind of gives me like, you know, I'm an Ariana Grande fan, but it's not like I'm a, it's not like how I am with Taylor. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a born and bred like, Swifty, but like Ariana, I don't know if I'm a grande head like that, but it kind of makes me interesting. I'm like, Ooh, I love eternal sunshine. I wonder if that'll make me respond to this music. But I always wonder like, is this a mistake when you lean in to what people think is just a very messy situation? Can you make good art? Can you make good pop songs out of something when we know that it potentially did break up a family? Like, can you win in this situation and why even bother trying? That's the question I had when I was reading those lyrics or when I was listening to the song. Cause I was like, man, you could have really put any lyrics behind this, but you are directly facing this situation and you're not backing down from it. And I found that interesting. And I don't know. I'm still coming to terms with how I feel about just, uh, about yes. And, but also how are you feeling about it? Did you listen to it? Did you like it? Let us know. Um, also, if you do enjoy this podcast, please rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. If you listen to a sponsored ad in this show and it's something that, uh, what's your whistle, go check it out. It really does help the show. Um, listen, I feel like I have to prove myself every day, year after year to, to be here, to, to show you that, uh, this is something that I am so passionate about and I want to keep doing. So those are the ways that you can support the show and help out the show. Um, also I want to say we're doing something a little different today is that I talked with my dad, Bill Bailey. I haven't talked with him on the show since Thanksgiving and we had a lot of catching up to do. We just went to the Eagles concert, not the football game, but the band. 
Uh, so we go over that. We go over how he's doing with the loss of my mom, his wife, and kind of uh, how the holidays were because I didn't get to talk to him on the show over Christmas because we were too busy with family stuff. So it is a catch up, but I am making that part two of this episode. I'm not putting it on the tail end. I wanted this to be its own thing and then to kind of pay the respect that I think, um, you know, I don't know. So we're just trying to something differently. I'm just not tacking it, tacking it on at the end. So if that is something that is of interest to you, it's just going to be labeled part two. If you subscribe to the show, it'll be right there. It'll show up right in your feeds and you can listen to it whenever you want. I think there's a lot of laughs in there, but there's a couple moments that might make you uh, a little sad, but you know, but I, I thought it was important to release because every time I have my dad on, I get so much positive feedback, uh, from people that says, you know, his experiences have helped them. So I wanted to, to put that out as well. So this is part one and we're going to get into our guest today because she is amazing. One of the people that makes me laugh the hardest on the, uh, the old Instagram, her name is Jennifer, but you know, her as blocked by Jax. So here she is covering the Bravo pop culture roundup of the week. And uh, I will talk to you guys on part two. And then again, all week long, because we have a, we have a bunch of great guests, you guys. I can't wait for you to hear them. Hope you have a great rest of your week and a great Monday. Talk to you soon. Bye. You guys, welcome to an all new week. This is your pop culture roundup, and this is going to be a little more Bravo specified because we have one of my favorite guests back on with us. Uh, I think, you know what? I don't think it was a crazy night for her last night. So I think you are getting potentially a fresh block by Jax today. That's right. Our <laughs> guest today is one of the funniest people I've met online. Uh, her Bravo takes our chef's kiss. So let's jump right into it because we have a lot of Bravo to cover. Uh, you know her as, uh, well, I know her as Jennifer, but you guys know her as Blocked by Jax at Blocked underscore by underscore Jax. Welcome back, Blocked by Jax. How Thank are you, you doing? Good. You're right. I'm fresh faced today. A little yeah, did you, did, you didn't go out last night? I saw the Mean Girls movie, actually. <laughs> Pretty tame night. <laughs> Wait, so the Mean Girls movie, by the way, is number one at the box office. It made $31 million this weekend, which is insane because I think, I think like Wonka didn't even make that much the opening weekend or something like that. And that has Timothy, that has Kylie Jenner's boyfriend in it. What did you think of uh, the Mean Girls movie? So I really liked it, but then I'm seeing online, everyone's like, oh my God, but I feel like people didn't know it was a musical. And I'm like, how the fuck didn't you know it's a musical? So like when the lights were going off last night after the trailers, I was like, it's a musical. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're one of the people in the movies that screams things out. You're like, hey, Um, wait. So I hear this a lot about musical movies that people feel like they're tricked into seeing them. And I feel like grow up, everybody like cannot can people are people really that scared of musicals that it ruins their night? But I'm like, how did you not know it was a musical? Like, and the girls next to me who were like the 10-year-old Sephora girls were like, <laughs> they had their Stanley Cups. And when I sat down, <laughs> sitting, she had her Stanley Cup in my colder, cup holder. I was like, no, bitch, get that the f- out of here. And they were like recording the movie, like oh. on their phone. I was like, what are you like selling this? Like, and they left 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, they totally went on TikTok and was like, didn't know it was a musical. Like, and then, oh my God. You know, but they left a full thing of popcorn. I was like, okay. <laughs> Wait, so you're admitting, you're admitting you ate their popcorn. That's amazing. See, I appreciate you because I'm, I would also eat a full, if somebody left popcorn, that's free popcorn. But a lot of people think that's. It was like 20 minutes into the movie. And then when I realized they weren't coming back, I was like, 
fuck that. <laughs> well, I don't understand that because like they, I mean, people obviously listen to songs and music. Why is it so bad when you put it into a movie and make it a like why is that so bad for people and if like you don't like that then don't go like i feel like they knew it was a musical they just wanted to make a tiktok being like what like um well you brought up something else actually interesting that i wasn't planning on talking about but the stanley cup culture is out of control what i mean like i was reading this whole article that stanley rebranded and kind of like teen girls and women have really made their company such a huge success in a way they didn't plan over the last couple of years are you part of stanley cup culture it's like guys it's these you know you obviously know they're these huge uh what are they what are they like just mu- like just mug like mug beverage mugs yeah i have like the fake stanley cup but <laughs> on I, like, canal I just, street like, did you go to canal street and buy fake stanleys like, Yep, it's like a F flannel, but like I just will never understand the hype. Like I saw the whole thing with Target and like them selling a red one and like a pink yeah. one. And, like, people were like murdering people for one, and I'll never understand that. And my friend was like, "Well, like it keeps your ice cold like for a whole day," and I'm like, "Okay, like I work from home and my freezer is like two steps behind me. Like if <laughs> I can just get more ice." That's like people hate musicals, but they need ice to be cold 24 <laughs> hours a day. It makes no sense at all. And yeah. I I did see like I saw a video, I think it was over the holidays, of they, they had a Starbucks launch of a new Stanley Cup, and this man like tried to steal yeah, a whole people box were, like, of them. Going insane. I mean, that's you know who you know who I think we because we I don't think Stanley it's Cup culture has hit Bravo yet, but I think Angie K. Angie K would be a great Stanley Cup collector, don't you think? I agree. I think she, I could see it. Yeah, like big glasses, big Stanley Cups. Like that's Maybe her whole season five. Stanley Cup with like like the fake like Gucci symbol all over it, or like a fake Louis Vuitton, like all those <laughs> outfits. Like I could so oh. see that. Um. So I guess where should we start? Maybe we should start with Salt Lake. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. 
Uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we had the first reunion this week, and it's coming off the heels of the reality Von Tees. So, Jennifer, what do you think about all of this to begin with, about reality Von Tees and then the reunion? That was, like, insane. I, I mean... I I love it, and I feel like this was finally a finale that Andy like hyped up or whatever, and it actually lived up to like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it did. Like he always hypes things up, and then he always kind of like uh, fibs a little bit. It's never as exciting as Andy says it's going to be, but this actually was right. Like I had trust issues with Salt Lake City after last year with the black eye thing. Like I was really not. I had zero expectations this season. And yeah, me too. Like, I'm sad, though, because, like, can Monica come back? Like, I don't know well, how. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Where Where do you stand on the Monica of it all? Because it seems like it's divided a lot of the Bravo fan base. They all agree that it's an amazing season, but they're, the big question is a lot of people are like, no, she does not deserve to come back. She shouldn't come back. This is betrayal. And then I'm kind of more of the mind of let her come back and hang herself more if she wants. Like, let her, let's watch that fallout. Right. Like, I think she deserves to come back. I don't. She, like, made the whole season. Like, from beginning yeah. to end, I think she delivered and did a great job. And I just don't want it to turn into, like, a Candace situation where if she comes back, no one talks to her. No one wants anything to do with her. Because I feel like that could really fuck up the whole dynamic of the show. You're, of so course, talking she- about Candace from Potomac, which yeah, that has from- happened. And Potomac right. now no is me. almost... Yeah, the Monique right. Candace situation. We had the binder brought out at the, their reunion with yeah. Monique, and we're still dealing with fallout where you know Potomac is now even not even having that great of a season this year. Yeah, they're like but not like, doing a great well, season, but I just don't want it to turn into them like ostracizing Monica and not filming with her and like that whole thing because that just makes shit TV. Like when that happens. But also, don't you think one of those ladies is going to wise up and go, I want her back because it gives us something to react to. Like, it gives us something to play into. And that's the thing is that, you know, Heather can act like she is Queen B and she'll be able to react. Like, it's good for all of those ladies there if Monica is back. You know, I think that's actually good. And and also, I want to delve deeper into this mystery of the reality Von Tees of it all because... You know, she's saying at the end of last week's reunion, there was like five or six people involved. And then Koa, Jen Shaw's old designer, who was a part of Reality Von Tees, did you watch his like uh, Instagram stories where he broke down who all was involved in Reality yeah, Von Tees? I tell people post it. And so it was like definitely a team effort. So I feel like all the blame can't be just solely on Monica. Like she, she was definitely part of it. But I mean, we need to know more. Like, I want to know everything yeah. about it. And I do, like, she needs to come back. And with the way she left off in the finale being like, there's more. And like, you all yeah. want to know. Like, <laughs> I need to know all of it. Well, okay, I mean, but at the end of the day, I think it's so funny that we are like, you know, clutching our pearls over this because I'm like, wait a sec. We're both like meme accounts. We both like, I mean, we both have like had memes that have like been pretty cutting, pretty damaging. Do you think the Salt Lake ladies are scared of us? Do you think like, I mean, it seems like they are so scared of anything. Are they really this scared of reality Von Tees? 
I know Heather's like, we couldn't, like, we woke up in fear, like, every day. I was like, you had an actual criminal giving you a black eye, like, but you like woke up in fear. like a murderer was, like, coming to their house or, like, the end of the world. Like, you can't wake up because, like, reality bontis. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, like, the way that Heather said it was, like, like Ted Bundy was gonna come over or something. Like, well, and and Meredith, Meredith, when will people leave us alone? When will they leave us alone? And it's like, wait, you're on a reality show. If you're not on the reality show, people will guaranteed leave you alone. Exactly. I know. Like I can't live like this. Like I'm not a monster. It's wild. Humans. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, well, so le- leading into the reunion. My thing was like, what is your take on Heather revealing the black eye, which to me was like huge, but the Monica thing is supposedly the really bad thing. But to me, I'm like all all the stuff they're yelling at Monica about. I feel like I'm gypped in the conversation of everybody yelling at Jen in that group, which they're right. all so scared of Jen. I do, I do understand anything more than me where like, I don't understand why they're so precious with Jen and they're so comfortable taking down Monica now. It's so weird. It really is. And like, I do think they're all terrified of Jen, which I mean, I might be too. Like, she's kind of scary. Oh, 100%. But but it's like, I agree. Like, it's all getting buried under the Monica stuff now. Like, now we can't even concentrate on that part, even though I am so sick of the black eye narrative. But I mean, like, obviously, Jen's in prison. What is she going to do? Like, they're like, haha, we're going to like reveal it all. And like in five years, you can come like beat the shit out of us or something. But, like, <laughs> like maybe you'll forget by then. But I just love how Jen is like part of this narrative from prison too. Like she's chirping oh. in. Oh, she like, loves it. She, I mean, she loves it. And also it's a way for uh, Jen to show us that she hasn't changed at all. Oh, like she's calling all. out people from jail. And I was like, this isn't going to look good when you eventually get to the parole committee, you know? Right. Can't you picture her like on one of the pay phones and they're like, okay, now type this. Say <laughs> on my story that like. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Like, like her pranking beauty lab and laser, you know, like <laughs> I want to do a million dollar gift certificate. Yeah. Just start making those. I'll give you the credit card. I feel- like, do you accept this call from like an inmate at like. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, also, well, yeah, she has uh, she has the lady from um, uh, Theranos make the calls for her who she's in prison with. Uh, I'm calling on behalf of Jen Shaw. It's me, Elizabeth Holmes. I'd like to buy. No, um, it is so it's but it but that's what makes the show so good is this is all so ridiculous. And even like the show has captured the ridiculousness and then the outside stuff behind it is really, truly ridiculous as well. I'm just curious what we will see now in these next two reunion episodes because they're going to bring Mary Cosby out. And I don't even know if Mary Cosby understands what's happening in the show. I, I don't think she knows like what's happening. She's like, yeah, I like Monica. She's pretty. Like, why wouldn't I like Monica? (laughs) Like she's just so out of it. And then she's like, yeah. And I do like Angie. She's like, hate Meredith. Hate you. Like, hate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she doesn't even know her own son is like married and doing drugs in her home. So oh, like, that's, I, I mean, but see, and that's the thing that's tragic. And the thing is, you know, we've talked about it on the show about Mary's son is going through some really hard stuff. And that's how, you know, Mary is really only there for comedic relief in a sense, because 
they won't touch that stuff with her son. I I don't no. imagine. No, no one's her grandpa husband anymore. Like she, they. No, he like he hid the kid. The kid has his girlfriend living with them. They hide from her. Everybody hides from Mary, and then Mary winds up in a closet every scene. <laughs> Uh, so where where do you stand and have you had any interactions on your account blocked by Jax with any of the Salt Lake ladies over these last couple of weeks? I haven't. Monica follows me, though. I was yeah, a little. Yeah, she follows me, too. Yeah. That Reality Von Teese didn't follow me. I wasn't thrilled. Reality Von Teese followed me. I remember. See, I remember that account from a couple of years ago, Jennifer, when they would post the Jen Shaw videos. But I still don't remember what they were posting about any of the other ladies. I thought it was all Jen Shaw related. And I kind of was like, these videos are horrible. But I still don't know why the other ladies were so scared of her. That's the one thing I the right. piece is missing. I feel like from I remember that being more like Jen Central, too, which I guess like Monica was saying was the whole point was to like expose Jen Shaw. But I guess they... Like, I don't remember reading anything that crazy about any of the other ladies, even though they were, like, in fear of this account. Like, I don't remember reading anything that bad about them ever. Yeah. I So, uh, but, but but by the way, amazing television. The finale was amazing. The reunion's good. But are you like me where it's hard to wait each week for a new episode of the reunion? I wish they all had yeah. them one week. I know, because I feel like the first part is always never that great. Like, you're just kind of getting all the other shit out of the way. And, like, everything we see in the trailer is obviously going to be in, like, the third part. But I thought it was a good first reunion for – because I feel like the first parts usually kind of are boring. But, like, at the end, like, obviously they left off in a good spot. But it is so hard to wait a week. I just want – like yeah, I want all of it now. And then, well, so Meredith, too, what's interesting is that you have this core issue with Monica and the rest of the ladies. But like, you know, in your real life, Jennifer, you probably have a good group of girlfriends. Do you guys treat each other like the ladies in Salt Lake or any of the housewives? Because I think the ladies always say we are at the end of the day, hardcore friends. But I just don't know friend groups that like even even in this reunion, you had Meredith arguing with Whitney and Lisa. You had Whitney and Lisa arguing. You had all of these different combinations, and they all seem to want to make each other's lives miserable. Is your friends group like that at all? No, and it's funny because last night before we saw Mean Girls, we, re- we got dinner. And before dinner, I checked everyone's location, and they were all at a bar really close to me. And I was like, what? And I like sent a screenshot of their locations all together. And then I got to dinner like a little bit after them. And I was like, how was your pregame, everyone? Like, fuck <laughs> you. Like, and <laughs> I like was joking, obviously. But I feel like that is like the extent of like our fighting. Like we don't fight. Yeah, you're and, not starting a, a burner account to like talk shit about your friends. Right, like you guys all went to a pregame and now I'm going to start. I'm going to go into your past and start bringing things up. Well, I will. T- <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but I do- darkest secret you told me. I'm going to post yeah. that. on my Exactly. <laughs> Time to go to a Reddit thread. Um, okay. So, so um, the other thing that's, well, I do want to, you kind of just burned yourself because you just admitted to having a dinner and then also eating a bunch of young kids popcorn at the movie theater. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> wow. That's brave, brave. 2024. What a year so far. You're the same me. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Okay. So uh, also before we start uh, 
get off Salt Lake is like Meredith. Meredith has a hard time admitting fault in anything. You really see the lawyer come out and she'll be like, Andy, I didn't say that exactly. Let me read you what I said. And it's like, Meredith, those are veiled threats that you're saying about the husband, but she'll never admit it. It's wild. She's like, I wasn't talking about her marriage. I was talking about her husband. And it's like, that's that's you mean mean the guy in the marriage. Like, God damn it. <laughs> so Meredith can't accept uh, defeat ever. And I find that interesting. I still think there's great relationships, even if Monica doesn't come back. I just feel like it would be such a waste to have this kind of storyline and not have her come back. Is there anything else that you're hearing like she behind the scenes? She needs to come back. The one person I wouldn't care if we. Like, Monica's not even my issue. I want her to come back. Whitney, I cannot stand. Anymore. Wait, why? Why? I, I think she just reaches for for anything. Like getting mad at Lisa for like not checking in on her and like dragging that over three episodes, and then saying that like Heather exploited her like in her book, and like all she said was like paint me like one of your French girls or like <laughs> well, okay, something yes. like that. That was reaching. And, that was reaching. But I feel like she's trying to. I mean, I feel like. I feel like she's almost there to being like a fully perfect housewife. It's just that she does kind of reach for those things like Heather's book, but she actually created a great fight where Heather Gay had to run away from Whitney and said, I just need to have a think. I just need to have a think right now. She was telling the producer, I just need to have a think. Like, I don't know. I feel like for me, she tries too hard. That's what I she definitely does try so too hard, but I understand what she's trying to do. But I also think it's like, it, it, what I think it is too is the voice. I think the voice really mm. like doesn't do her justice because you know she had a great moment when she was like Heather, fuck off, like fuck off Heather, like and it was like fuck off Heather, shut the fuck up Heather. And I thought it was such a great moment with her tiny voice. I don't know. I I want the best for Whitney. I want the best for all of them. I just think that Heather. Do you okay? Where, what is your take on Heather? So I was like a huge Heather fan. Seasons one and two, like loved her. Then season three and ultimate girls trip just made me like go do a 180 with her. Like I really was so sick of her. I was so sick of the black eye thing. And I think that's like what really just made me turn on her. Like she blocked me now. Like when she fully, she, she unfollowed me, but she blocked you. Blocked me. And <laughs> like now I like her more. Has she blocked like, you? Oh yeah, she did block me, but now I no, like but her I, more. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, she blocked me, so now I respect her. Like once oh. she blocked me, it's like she's playing hard to get. I like that. I like that. She's a bad boy. <laughs> no, I like I'm starting to like her again more. This well, season she kind of redeemed herself. I thought she was insufferable in Thailand, but she was. And I, I think also that's a part of her being such a big fan of housewives. And she's yeah, not she was fully like the fucking worst. I, yeah, she's not fully insane like some of the other ladies but are. But it's like with so, Whitney. Well, I mean, she thinks she's Queen B, and I think that can lead to dangerous things. And I think she has more Lisa Rinna in her than people know. Oh, my God, Lisa Rinna. Well, I mean, like Heather, I think is 
going to run this whole town in this season. And I'm going to be interested to see if the power gets to her head, because I feel like when she gets complimented, it does go to her head. So I'm really curious what these next two episodes are. And those speeches were so uh, delivered in a certain way that she knew she was making good housewife moments. And we're all like, I mean, listen, the government used the screenshots timeline. They use that in a government hearing this week. Like that's, that's going to get to your head. I know. Like now she's going to be like, oh my God, like pop culture is me. Like I like. Exactly. It's like she's right. Like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this moment, but what's so refreshing is coming off of Scandaval, it's really nice to have something else that people are really paying attention to in regards you know, to Bravo, you know? Finally. I know. Like that and Southern Charm, I feel like have been really good segues away from Scandaval, like finally. I'm Betch's co-founder, Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs, streaming tomorrow only on Disney Plus. I mean, yeah, I these shows are all good. Like Southern Charm had the reunion this week, and I thought, like to me, I enjoyed this reunion more than even the Salt Lake reunion. What did you think I of this reunion? The reunion, Taylor. Oh my God! Like, oh, I explain hate Taylor her. to me as a woman. Like, what is she doing? Oh because she God, can't she... seem to make a right decision to save her life. She is such a fucking dingbat. Like, I cannot take it. She's so, like, she totally thought she had Olivia at the end. And it just, well, like. Explain, wait, explain to the audience. So this is a spoiler alert. Olivia, at the end, um, Taylor goes, forgive like you want to be forgiven. And Olivia was like, oh, really? You're going to do that? You're trying to make me feel guilty of something I just told you, one person on the earth? Go ahead. Tell them. Tell them what I did. And. Olivia feels like she is forced to say that when she was like 20 years old, she had a one night stand with a family friend who turns out to be the one, the only Thomas Ravenel. And she said, I was going to carry that secret to my grave because of course anybody would be ashamed yes, of it. Who wouldn't? <laughs> and then Taylor had a smirk on her face. Taylor had a smirk. What, what explain what is she, what is Taylor doing this season? Oh my God. She, and like, Someone from Southern Hospitality DM'd me at the start of Southern Charm because, like, I immediately kind of started going in on Taylor. And they were like, you know, her brother just died a couple months ago. Like, we need to, like, not yeah. rip her apart online. And I was like, um, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry for your loss, but no. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, by, by the way, a Taylor is dating somebody affiliated with the Southern Hospitality cast now. Right. And like, I just, I was, I was willing to maybe give her a break, but I feel like the behavior just got worse and worse and worse each week. 
like to the point where I'm like, who the fuck would date her? Who wants? How does she have friends? Like how? I don't well, understand. Well, you she, know, you can really tell she dated Shep. Like it feels like a lot of like stuff that Shep would say or do, but it works differently on Shep because I feel like it's like, you know, how he naturally is. But I feel like Taylor, this is some of its like learned behavior from, and I'm not trying to take away her agency, but I am saying it's very interesting that they sound eerily similar when they speak now. Right. And it's like, and it's ridiculous because I think all the guys keep being like, oh, well, you know what? She's so young. Like she's like 30 or 29. Like she's (laughs) Yeah, 19 where it's like okay yeah you're still learning like you're an adult and I don't know oh my god like I think she's just so cringy and I'm sure so, like I think Shep has a very large part to do with it but she, I, she has a new relationship now and everything and she's still getting worse somehow like yeah, uh, I mean yeah I was I was and but but then on the same token I'm fully behind Olivia. Like Olivia is like kind of, and by the way, that's like making a young, like making a mistake when you're young, Olivia making that with Thomas Ravenel, she's 20. Like that's a mistake. We've all potentially hooked up with somebody that we regret after the fact, like that is very normal, but to use it against somebody as ammunition. I mean, I think that was wild to do to somebody on national television. And it almost makes me feel even worse for Olivia, which this whole season I felt bad for her. I mean, I am... I mean, but where do you think in terms of Austin, that relationship with Olivia and Austin? Because I think it comes out next week that they were like still not hooking up, but like hanging out and friends. Like, why is she still able to forgive Austin, but not able to forgive Taylor, do you think? I know. And I think like I've heard her talk about this on a couple of podcasts. And I would like to say first, the real victim in this Thomas Ravenel thing is her parents. Imagine fucking having to hear that now. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) God. Like. Ew, I would die if my parents had to hear that. But she was saying that, like, and I do not want Austin to have a free pass by any means. But, like, you do, you don't expect this from your best friend. Yeah. Like, I, if one of my friends did this to me with my boyfriend, like, I would be like, fuck him, never speaking to him again. Like, but the real betrayal for me, I feel like, would be my friends. And that would be so much harder for me to get over. And, like, that's why I think, like, and I don't think she's giving Austin, like, a free pass. But, like, he's the worst. Like, everyone he's knows. Like, so, so you're saying she pretty much, she's already written him off as the worst. So in that knowledge, she can still be friendly with him because she already knows he's the worst. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but like I in my if I was in that position, I wouldn't be friendly with him. I Yeah. But I think that's the only way that she's able to is like, you know what? Fuck you. You're disgusting. Like always kind of thought you were. And now Taylor is but like I don't think she ever in a million years expected that from Taylor. Yeah, I didn't expect it from Taylor either and I really thought at some point like how many times will you apologize to someone and say that's it? Like, what is your number on apologies? If you've done something wrong to one of your friends, what's the number for you? What's that magic number where you're like, I'm done apologizing? Hmm. I think I have to feel it off more of like, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, like. For Taylor, it's four. For Taylor, it's four apologies and she's done. I've done it four times. I'm done. I think with Taylor, like now, like Olivia had to watch it back and everything. And you see Taylor apologize. And then five minutes later, she's in the car like, I don't have to apologize. Like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, like, it's so different in their situation to have to go back and watch that. 
Because, like, Taylor is truly, like, the dumbest piece of shit I've ever seen. (laughs) So you don't think there's coming back from this? I mean, she'll definitely be back on next season, but you don't think it's, it's hard to come back from? I think it's hard to come back because she has no accountability. She just like said that Thomas Ravenel secret, like on the reunion, obviously they're going to air that they're not going to cut that out. And I also was like thinking during the reunion, like what her boyfriend must think watching that. Cause she like lit up when Shep was like, I oh, think I know. We now like, she was like, Hmm, like a oh, mirror. Well- they come out like <laughs> well imagine being taylor's boyfriend and then everybody after going wow if chef if chef really does show sober up and turn his life around he's definitely getting married to taylor that was like oh, the big yeah. comment i know and chef's like yes yeah yeah <laughs> well okay i mean speaking of that you just brought up chef and chef actually had this big segment of the show a mia culpa he called it where he talked about his behavior he talked about his behavior at BravoCon, which i saw firsthand and he really was blackout like i mean and when i saw him at the bravo awards you could tell like austin you could tell craig and austin were trying to like chill him out but he was and that was friday night you still had two more days to go at BravoCon, and he was like i thought he was just on mushroom like i was like oh this guy's on something else not just alcohol because he had that you know, I don't know. He just had that like, yeah, life's an adventure kind of look, you know? And then I heard it got worse and worse and worse and that he was blackout. He was being really, um, he was saying a lot of derogatory things to dealers at uh, tables in Vegas, to people that he was around. He slapped Taylor's ass, but he apologized for all of this. And he also said, listen, my lifestyle is not conducive. And he said, I, this is the first time in my life that I thought anybody would say this. He's like, you you and Austin have a podcast. Like he said that, like, like I wish I had a podcast. I was like, yeah, podcast is, podcast is not your problem. Like, you don't need to want to have a podcast, dude. That's not what it is. But he said, Craig has his pillows. And you almost felt bad for this man who had been, you know, partying until the wheels came off and realizing that he might be at the end of that rope or that road. And Craig said, listen, man, this ends with you going off a cliff and we're not going to go there for it. What did you think of this whole, whole segment? So like I wasn't at BravoCon because I'm too poor, but I did tell my CEO I'm going this year. But um, <laughs> In like advance, I had gotten DMs that he was like an absolute nightmare, like running around, like clearly blackout, wasted, like just being really obnoxious to like attendees, like in fans and whatnot, and like was leaving his phone everywhere, which I would have taken and gone through. And <laughs> <laughs> but. I, my favorite part of his whole thing was like, I don't even do body shots anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> body, what if body shots were your problem? Like, you got to chill like, on the body have shots, to take dude. Me seriously, now I don't even do body shots anymore. <laughs> like, that, like, guys, listen. We remember I'm when Schwartz, Schwartz would say, I'm only doing half shots. Like, right. I don't, do, I don't do full shots. I do half shots now. And like, I did feel bad for him because I always had kind of like an inkling that. That all of his friends were kind of moving on and doing things without him. And during COVID, I think I even made a post like, wow, I wonder how Shep feels. Like they all go to Winter House. They go have podcasts, like all this other stuff. And he's just kind of left behind. But then like while I'm working, I always just play like old Bravo on Peacock. And I was doing Southern Charm like a couple of weeks ago. And he's so awful to them. Like he was so he picked, mean to He Craig. picked on Craig. He picked on Craig mercilessly. Like, Oh my God, like was awful to him about like being a lawyer and then like the sewing and just was so, 
like I don't want to say karma, but like karma. <laughs> well, that's why it's interesting to see how like tables turn and like if you really and that's what like I I I hate to keep kissing Craig's ass, but I will say like for somebody that like sat there and go, you know, I barely drink anymore. I realize I want to do all of these other things. And you know, there was something very uh that I I realized like I've had these conversations with my friends where the one person says you know, I miss, you know, like I miss those times. I miss those blackout times. I miss, it's like, yeah, of course you miss it sometimes. But what you don't miss is the wild hangovers the next day. What you don't miss is the and I was sharing with the audience on Friday, like some like I had gotten blackout in July and it was something that I was ashamed of for. I mean, still to this day, like I was like, oh, my God, I'm too old for this shit. What am I doing? And it was a real it was a, just a really horrible moment. And it was kind of sad to watch that, to watch that realization. But what scares me is, do you think Shep will do anything about this? So I don't think he will. And honestly, like, I feel like the only reason he hasn't done anything with his life, really, like compared to the other people like Trust I feel fine. like Kim Kardashian, where she's like, if you had a pe- project you were passionate about, then you would like to her yeah, get to up your ass me. and work. But like, he doesn't have anything. He's like, Craig had sewing. Austin had his beer. Like they all like his mailbox money. Like I don't think he's ever taken an interest. That's, that's what I'm saying. He there's no does, there's no need for him to try anything new right. because he's going to be okay financially regardless. And so you see where that leaves him. It leaves him with this kind of lack of desire. So he always put that off on. I'll go be an adventurer. I'll be right. an, I'll be a, an Anthony Bourdain type. Right. And like I don't think he'll change because did you notice his face when Vinita was like, you need to. Like, I thought you were going to say you're going to like rehab or like going to go get help or something. And he just looked so pissed. Like, why would you suggest that? Like in front of everyone. Now I actually have to go do something about it. Like, I think, I don't know. I don't think he's going to change that much. I think he probably went out in the city that night. and like, Well, that's what I was wondering, like what they did after that reunion. And I think we have two more parts, but even Madison in that little scene was just like, wait, I thought he was going to go to rehab. Like they yeah. all seemed very aware of this and like he must have thought about rehab or said it and then called that off. But that's the thing is like if yeah, Shep really like, actually put his shit together, I'm aware. He could I'm really, not doing anything. Like he I could just have like to know I'm aware. What's it? What's that? What'd you say? Jennifer, you cut out. Yeah. you. Can you hear me? Wait, what did you say? Yeah, I can hear you now. But what did you say? I heard aware. Oh, I was saying that I think like his whole announcement was not like I'm changing. It was like, I just want you all to know that I'm, I'm aware. aware I'm like this. But if he if he actually Doesn't did put I'm work in, he could have a great like, I think if he put work in, he could really like Craig is like the best example of that. Like he is. I mean, for me, he is saying all the the only thing bad about Craig is that you think he probably is at the end of the day, an election denier. <laughs> he probably is right. somebody that they, like, he probably is. He's probably like, he's a tinfoil hat guy, which I think we all laugh at, but I'm like, he probably really goes down those roads. And I think that's kind of funny about oh, that. 100% do, which always cracks me up because I feel like Paige is so the opposite of that. Like, I wonder, I want to like hear them have a conversation about that one day. <laughs> oh, I mean, I gotta say where he's I like, am, I want I want more Paige Craig conversations to see how that dynamic works because it really does seem like Craig wants so much love all the time and he wants to let her know that he's okay with not getting as much love but he says that in order to try to get more love. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah. He wants her love so badly and I know she loves him so but I think badly. 
He wants, he wants all of it. And I think, but isn't that what girls want though, is a guy that is desperately into them? Like, yes and no. (laughs) I feel like, like, I don't know if like my boyfriend was like that all the time. I feel like it would be nice sometimes, but not all the time. Uh, What do you think of JT? Oh my God. I, the desperation of him. Like, I think he's funny. I thought he was really funny at the reunion with like all of his little side remarks. And like, I, it was so refreshing to have someone actually say to Austin, like, you are a douchebag. You are a fuck boy. All of these girls are <laughs> upset because of you. But like the Taylor thing just makes him like, he could be one of my favorite people in Southern charm. But his obsession with Taylor ruins it. But yeah, his infatuation and like everything she does, he finds a way to put a positive spin on it. Like even with that Thomas Ravenel, I can't wait to hear what he says of like, hey, listen, man, she's addicted to telling the truth. She's got to tell her story, man. Like, you you know, like and there is because he's so good at like pinning Austin down when nobody else pins Austin down. And you can tell Shep loves it. You can tell Craig gets a kick out of it. But then on the other side of it and also he is so in love with Taylor, but at the same time, probably at the end of the day, he's a fuckboy too, probably. Right. But it's just so funny because he's like getting on Austin for be like hooking up with Taylor as if he wouldn't do that in a second to shout. Oh my God. Him. Like, yes, a, a thousand percent. Like, he's begged for it. Oh, um, like he, like he's like, can you, your friend did that? Meanwhile, he's like, Taylor, I. I'm obsessed with you. Like I would, um, but actually what- Austin did me again since the last time we talked. He did. And what did he say? Yeah. So I posted, I posted a story. This was like on Christmas Eve. And I was like, <laughs> Christmas Eve. Austin was like going off on everyone in Jamaica, like calling Madison a housewife, like saying all that a shit. A bored housewife. And it was, and it was a screenshot of him telling JT to go drown himself in the ocean. And I wrote on it and was like, the shit Austin is saying to everyone is so gross. Like, he is trash. And he DM'd me and he goes, I can't wait to meet you one day. LOL. And he, <gasps> I and I go, hopefully not near an ocean. And he goes, for fear of drowning yourself? I go, for fear of someone talking to me like that. And he goes, that little rat deserves every last bit of it. <laughs> I like I like that Austin's very Meredith Marks in the DMs. He's like it's a veiled threat. I cannot wait to meet you one day. <laughs> Happy holidays. How many trop hops have you drank tonight, bud? Uh but by the way, uh supposedly Austin's with a I think Austin has a girlfriend now. Yeah, I saw that that someone posted like at their live thing like the pillows and beer or whatever that he said he's dating someone like I need to know who would and, subject themselves to. Well, and will they be on the show then next season? Right. And like, do you have cable or Peacock? Like clearly you don't. Um, <laughs> you know what? You're one of the only people that stands strong in your like, it's calling it as it is because I think as a Bravo fan base, we are so 
we are so quick to forget all the shit that we've ever talked. Like we do it with Erica Jane this season. Like she's had like, she's like cleared Denise easily because anybody could clear Denise in a fight easily. And they're like, Oh my God, she's back. Oh my God. She's back. Like dude, Denise is on tranquil, like horse tranquilizers or like elephant tranquilizers. Anybody could have an argument with Denise and win. And they're like, that's the fire that she was missing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You guys are insane. I know. Like, I, no, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't really go back on the way, the thoughts I have about everyone. I thought the episode without her this week was one of my favorites so far of the season. I did not miss her at all. I'm not saying she should leave the show, but like, I just didn't care that she was gone. Like with Austin, when he DMs me, I'm not like, oh no, like, sorry. I was just saying that. I'm like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Like, (laughs) I do not care. Oh wait, real, real quick before I go to Beverly Hills, though, I do want to say, I am hearing there is pe- there are people pushing for potentially Thomas Ravenall to come back to the show. Would would oh you God. even even though we all hate like I this is what I had said. I said, "Well, listen, the fan base really hates him, but it might make for good television. Where do you stand on that with him?" If that were to happen, I feel like if that were to happen, I just don't know like where his place would be anymore. I feel like without all the Catherine stuff and like, it's, I don't know if there's room for him. Like Shep's the creepy old guy now. Like we can't have two creepy old men. (laughs) I love that there's a hierarchy of creepy old men. And now Shep has hit the, if, if Shep cleans up his act, we might have a spot for Thomas Ravenel. That's true. If if Shep like takes it down a notch, like we could have Thomas come back. But right now, Shep Shep's the degenerate old drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I feel like the kids are just like older too. Like I don't know if that would be like the best for them <laughs> since he has like full custody. I guess. Oh my! I mean, but I would be interested to hear what Thomas Ravenall says to Olivia's face. Or to even the rest of the Southern Charm cast, because this guy, I mean, that's gross. He probably was with Catherine at the time or in between being with her. That is a family friend. She was very young. He was obviously like at that point, 30 years older than her. I mean, it's so great. I think of like my parents, family friends and like, ew. Like, oh, I would have to be like tranquilized to like partake in that. Like that is just. That's the scene I want to see. I want to see the scene of Olivia's parents, like talking about like, wait, like Olivia's parents with Thomas. Oh my God. That would be a great scene. I would love that. Uh, Oh my God. um, So that's something to look out for potentially. Yeah, yeah. She, she was wearing a skirt. She was wearing a skirt just hit below her knees. That was too. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I could so picture. Okay, so moving on to Beverly Hills. Um, what do you think overall of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season? What do you think overall? I like it, and honestly, I think it's so much better without Lisa Rinna. Like 100%. noticeably better. She's so toxic. Like, I feel like it's just lighter now. And, like, they actually have fun together, too, instead of just constant, like, toxicity and, like, yelling at each other. Like, I feel like it's just, like, a fresh start, almost, like, without Lisa. And, 
I feel like Erica has no choice now but to be nicer because she lost like her partner in crime. And I just think it is so much better without her that Wait, Jennifer, I'm you actually mean part- like enjoying partner in crime. it. Wait, partner in crime, you mean Lisa Rinna, not Tom Girardi, her other partner in crime, right? <laughs> <laughs> not her literal partner in crime. <laughs> but... partner in crime. No, no, I, I agree with you. But I do think it has the disservice of being aired the night after Salt Lake. And Salt Lake was so good. And it had that one storyline that I think in comparison, it's hard to compare the two. Um, but I feel like it's I I really like it, but it's uneven in the sense that Kyle is going through so much. And we had the death of her friend, the death of her marriage, the beginning of this Morgan Wade special friendship. And she is trying everything in her power to throw like the ball somewhere else. And the ball keeps landing on her lap because there are so many unanswered questions about Kyle. Now, I mean. Morgan Wade at this like celebration of life for Lorene this past week, which was a really beautiful thing. But then Morgan Wade sings a song about like, throw me down on the floor and take my clothes off. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like a sexy song that I think was about Kyle. Do you do that song at a celebration of life? Even though Morgan Wade has a beautiful voice. But if you listen to those lyrics, it's kind of sexy. Oh yeah, like Kyle. The second it started, Kyle was like, "Hmm, hmm." Like <laughs> all the alerts went off, and she like ran to the stage, like. And I mean, it was like a sexy song. Like one line I remember was like, "You're older than me." <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it was about Thomas like, Rabin all the song. Uh, I know, right? I'm like, what does this have to do with the cause? Like. I- <laughs> But Lorene's poor mom is like, Kyle, this was beautiful. What was that all about? That's, are you okay? Um, uh, What is going on? Well, and Kyle just celebrated her birthday this past week. And Mauricio, he only did like a story in his Instagram of like, happy birthday, Kyle. So I think that is, I mean, we're, I think that's donezo. That really, I mean, they'll always be like, they'll always be family, but I think that is done. And where, like at this point, like uh, Andy was collecting questions for the reunion. And I sent one in saying, hey, Kyle, do you understand why we actually speculate so much about your relationship? Because between the scenes that we see, the paparazzi photos, the music video that you directed, how we actually see your general behavior, would you understand why the audience actually thinks that this might be a little something more? Because it feels like it is teased even by you as something more than just a friendship. Am I wrong to even ask that. I know that sometimes like we don't want to speculate on people's sexuality, but I got to tell you, it really does come off like more than friends. And I I don't, I don't care. Like I really honestly don't care, but where do you stand on all this? Right. Like I feel like in this situation, she wants us to speculate. Like the show wants us to speculate also. Even her friends in their confessionals are like, they're really close. Like, oh my God. Like she was eating fruit oh, Fre- from Freddy, her mouth. Freddie seems panicked. Freddie Fat Knuckles seems panicked. Freddie's Fred, Freddie Mellencamp, who, by the way, admitted that she has fat yeah. knuckles in this past week's episode and seemed very jealous that uh, they were feeding each other fruit. Freddie was like, Tamara doesn't do oh, this yeah. with me. Um. Oh, she was like livid. I, but like she, I feel like Kyle must know. I mean, she, we know she knows, but like, the way that she acts on the show and the confessionals that people are having and the music video, like she's feeding into it. She's yes. 
but like admit like, that you're giving us let us know that you're material. well let us know that you're doing that on purpose or not but like what it reads is that then you're shocked that the audience thinks these things when you've been feeding that beast the entire time right and it's like i feel like at the end of the day no one gives a shit if she is a lesbian or dating morgan it's like all of these clues and things are piling up and she's it's like just admit it like just say yes like you know what i is there is there a possibility is there a possibility like i don't know if you ever had this kind of relationship in high school like i remember having one of these where like i had a crush on like one of my girlfriends and i was like nobody tell her nobody tell her because i don't want to ruin it i don't want to and she won't talk she won't be my friend if she doesn't like me did you and like what if kyle's like no i can't admit it to her because she won't want to hang out with me anymore like what if kyle is just so what if kyle is doing all of these things hoping that morgan will make the first move and she'll because she's afraid of losing the french like i don't know i was trying to think of realistically what this could be and also then if it is a relationship when is kyle going to feel comfortable enough to let us know the audience because i feel like she's been soft launching this for six months now right i wonder if she's waiting for there to be like an official divorce since like they're separated but i mean like mo is in aspen doing body shots with like 19 year olds i mean not a great look either yeah This might be the time to like just sign the divorce papers. You're both so over it clearly. But it's funny because like I do not act the way she acts with Morgan with my girlfriends at all. And like I have friends who are lesbians and like I don't where it's like treat them the same way as like my street friend. Like I'm not flirty with that. She gets giddy. She gets downright giddy. She gets giddy. Giddy. She's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like. And Morgan's I think it's like, cute. I think it's y'all. Fun. She's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Kyle, I just walked in. I don't know what I did. That's so funny, but you're always laughing at me, Kyle. I love Julie with like the subtle shade. She's like, yeah, Morgan like stuck out, and but she's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. We got a jealous. Oh, I mean, Dorit. That's another Dorit. Dorit, but Dorit also let us know this episode. She's like. I remember Morgan from two years ago, but that was Mauricio was there. And I didn't realize Morgan was involved with Kyle for that long. I didn't realize two years ago they were hanging out. It's funny. My boyfriend's sister works for a very high-end designer and old Navy. Oh my God. Like a year. Yeah. Marshall's and (laughs) for (laughs) like, Oh my God, like right around Halloween, like November, maybe. So a little over a year ago, she told me that she saw Kyle at the store and she's like, I think she was with like her assistant or something. She was like, it was a very tattooed woman. She's like, who I like, there's no way they're friends. Like this woman was like really country tattooed. She thought it was her assistant. And wow, it was Morgan. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they've been in each other's lives she, for a like, long time no one now, knew anything which about I think is them. really interesting. What do you think about Dorit and Dorit and PK's relationship? We had uh, the therapist scene this week of like, I don't understand your putsta, your PTSD. Sometimes it's too much. What do you think of PK and Dorit this season? I mean, first of all, him answering the door and getting pizza <laughs> on the way to get the door. <laughs> It's classic PK. Was, I want some crisps. I want some crisps. 
Doria, I was on my way. I was going to get the dog. <laughs> like I was famished. And... I didn't have the strength to get the door, Doria. Please. And I love how he's having a beer too during the therapy session. Um, <laughs> it's funny because like. Like, Dorit's, like, I used to be a big Dorit fan. She's kind of annoying me yeah. this season because, like, everyone else has to get over things so quickly, but it's okay for her to harp on something for years and years to come. And I think PK's just, like, like he doesn't want the kids to be homeschooled. He wants them to go to, like, real school, which I get. Like, he's just over it. He's like, let's move on. And I get, like, I, I've never been in a burglary or anything like that. So I can't imagine how hard it is, but like she brings it up any chance she gets. Like someone will be like, Merry Christmas. And she'd be like, I was, I had a home invasion. Like oh it's, he constantly brings it up, which I think can well, get old really quick. I mean, it is hard for a couple, like a real life couple to keep having to go back and uh, delve into these things that you want to push forward. So I think in a typical guy fashion, he's like, enough already. I'm done with this. But I do feel bad for Dorit, though, because all of the ladies all kind of make fun of her because she over talks. She talks too much. And then even her husband's like, get over it already. I'm done. I'm done with all of this. Sometimes I think it's just sometimes I get it, but sometimes I don't. And also who fucking hugs their th they're all hugging their therapist. I do not hug my therapist. Like, is that like, everybody's like, they're too friendly with this therapist. I know they are, but I was like dying to with the fact he's like, she hates the surprises, but then she, uh, during the surprise, she's like, where's my tanning drops? Where's my <laughs> like Chanel? Like, I need Beverly beach bronzer, Beverly beach bronzer. Where is it? I don't have it. This surprise sucks. Like, <laughs> but then when she started talking baby talk to him and got like in the same chair as like, he was like, you're annoying. And she was like, Oh, PK. <laughs> oh, oh, bad, please. Um, okay. And then finally on Beverly Hills, why do you think Anna Marie Wiley is such a flop or do you like her? I think she is the biggest flop. By the way, like if Monica Garcia is one and done, Anna and she's like a legendary one and done, but Anna Marie Wiley seem I I don't even understand what they're doing here with her. Did they like cut her part way down because it's embarrassing at this point? I think they did cut her part because were there like allegations about her husband? Like Yeah, being, they came out like, around like, the holidays. Someone? Yeah, there was like like college allegations uh, on top of going into the season. We knew Anna Marie Wiley had some very strong opinions, I believe, about the trans community, if I'm not mistaken, and some really, uh, really certain belief systems that I thought, oh, that's going to be kind of dangerous with these lead ladies. And I don't know if that ever came up or not, but even going in, I had heard some things. But even then, she's just not entertaining. Like she like keeps fighting about right. Sutton's esophagus. For someone holding a diamond, she is doing nothing. I'd get it more if she was like promoted as like a friend of instead of a full time cast member because she's doing absolutely nothing. But I got this screen grab of her the other day. Look at her fucking arm. Can you see? She, like she's ripped. She is. She is jacked. She's jacked. And like that's really all i care about anymore is her arm because i'm over Dude, at this point she's gonna thing. what if I she what if she she needs to get in the ring with santos sutton's horse because santos I is know. like 
I'm tired of you talking about my owner's esophagus. And, you know, she's like, come on, let's go. Like, that would be an amazing boxing match because I feel like they're at the same strength level. But it's just, like, so bizarre how she keeps bringing it up. Like, Crystal was like, what the fuck? Like. Yeah. And she's. And then she's trying to backtrap. She's like, I didn't say anything about it. And Crystal's like, um. Which one of those things that she she must have thought that was like a fire conversation. Like, oh, if all else fails, I'll bring up the esophagus again because that is gold material. Like, she must think that is, like, awesome. Right. Um, At this point, bring Kim back because Kim is getting more airtime. Dude, Kim, by the way, I want to see Kim color on her walls with her her crayons and magic markers. I want her to color on other people's walls. Yeah, and her scarf that has, like, tissues like a family of rats living in it (laughs) (laughs) um okay so that's beverly hills and then uh i wanted to talk about we have you for like 15 more minutes summer house trailer the summer house trailer dropped and we finally got our first look at the dissolution of the carl Lindsay engagement what were your thoughts about the summer house trailer So I think it was interesting because Carl really has like not said anything about the breakup yet. Like Lindsay's gone on podcast. She like has made statements like Carl really hasn't done anything except like that one email that got leaked where like the about the Mexico resort about refunding or trying to refund the money or something. Yeah, right. Like make a vacation. And so I feel like it was interesting to see like his point of view. Because I do look at it a little bit differently now, but I also just will never forgive him for calling production to break up with her. I feel like no matter what happens, like the fact that he called production to come for his breakup was so fucked up. Yeah. And then in the trailer, though, we see him go, oh, she's going to go in there and say she was blindsided. And then we cut to Lindsay telling her dad, I was blindsided. And I will say, like you said, I do give Carl credit that he kind of disappeared because he didn't pull a Tom Sandoval and do like a karaoke band and travel the world. Like he just kind of disappeared. And I think he's going to let the show do the talking for him, which will be interesting. And I will say, I'm not def- I'm not defending Carl at all, but everybody that had interactions with him at BravoCon, they always been like, he was so apologetic. He was so sorry. He feels so bad. Like all of these people would like have these conversations with Carl at BravoCon. And I've had some conversations with Lindsay and uh, I-, I just still think it's horrifying that, you know, that actually gets put out on television, even though it's going to be amazing to watch. Um, but what did you right. think about the rest of the trailer, like the new cast members and such like that? So I completely forgot that Sierra was even like in the Bravo verse until this trailer came out. Like I was like, oh yeah, like where's she been? Like what is she up to? And like completely forgot yeah, about. Yeah, because she wasn't in. Um, she wasn't in Winter House this season. Right, and I feel like she also just doesn't make that much of like a buzz while she's not like while her show isn't airing. And so, like, it was interesting for her. And I also, like, her comment about, like, Amanda having a life outside of Kyle or, like, an identity outside of him was interesting because I feel like in Bravo, at least, Amanda doesn't have that much of an identity outside of Kyle. I think in the real world, like, she probably does. But, like, on the shows, she's not, like, a drama person. Like, she's not a shit stir, really. Like, she's just kind of there. So that was interesting, I think, for one of her, like, really good friends to say. I'd be pissed. 
Well, yeah, and I I do agree with you there. I think Amanda is one of those characters that probably has a pretty full life that we don't see on the show. And the show is actually kind of what gets Loverboy out there. And I will say, Amanda's responsible for all those Loverboy designs, all the hats, all the shirts, all the stuff, which is actually extremely successful. But I think it's interesting. And also, I think it's interesting for Sierra to say that, who doesn't even seem to have that much of a personality by herself on the show. Like the biggest moments for Sierra was with Austin. Like those were the Austin moments were the biggest time where I was like, oh shit, Sierra's really growing into this role. And I'll be interested to see what happens this season, though the trailer doesn't really tease anything out except for one of the new guys wanting to hook up with her potentially. Right. Like that's always her thing is like, it it was with like, like that with Corey last year. Like she was like, Ooh, who's this? Like, and I feel like that, like she's so boring the new guys, I guess like one of them, it looked like was hitting hardcore on page. Which I'm kind of here for to have Craig. I would love it if Craig has to stand up to this guy. of like, listen, dude, I'm a pillow king. You better back the fuck off. You better back off. I I would be here for that. But like, like, yeah, Kyle calls this guy out for hitting on page. And we see a little bit of the hitting on, which I'm like, yeah, make dumb moves like that. That's good content. I know. Like, do it, please more. Because I feel like the guys on Summer House, like besides Luke, are really so far and few between. Like they never stick. They never come back for a second. Yeah, who was the season. guy? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Who was the guy last season that didn't come back this season? Oh, I'm blanking Chris? his name. Chris. Yeah, what happened? Chris, I thought Chris right? was like, yeah, like they. So guys, Chris, Maya, and Sam are all gone. And I, I don't was understand. Sam wasn't. A- me too. And I was also kind of surprised that Corey wasn't on because I thought they were trying to break him into like the summer house, winter house pipeline. So I'm curious hey. why they didn't choose Sam. Uh, I Because I, I thought also that brought drama, especially after winter house and seeing the winter house reunion. I thought Sam was like golden. And, the, you know, like I love. I oh, I think I, I think they broke up, too. I don't think there's been an official announcement, right. but I definitely think they broke up. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were. But I liked her. I mean, I, I, if anything, I thought Sam would come back and Gabby not. But it was the other way around. Like, Gabby's yeah, back. Like I, I'm so curious, like, how they do cast these shows. Because every time, like, I'm like, oh, this would make sense if they did this. They always go some complete opposite direction that I want to know why they chose to go that way. Because there must be a reason. Like, there right. has to be reasons why they thought this would work. And you're right, though, like Luke didn't like Luke was the best one, I thought, of all of these like random guys. And he even didn't stick like he's still not back. Right. And then like Maya, like I was kind of surprised, like I she wasn't really giving a lot of her personal life, which I think was her setback, like her breakup with Oliver. She like remember she was like trying to get him to take the mic off and like not talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not talk. Yeah. I was like, oh, you just got yourself kicked off. But, um, <laughs> yeah. so I get that. But yeah, like the summer house casting is always interesting. None of the men stick around. Are like Carl and Lindsay seem like they're not full time out there. Right. Yeah. Like, from what I hear, they do a lot of their scenes like without the rest of the group um, because it's like planning their wedding and things like that. And then they will have group scenes, but I hear a lot of their stuff is by themselves, which will be even darker because it really does seem, but it seems like Lindsay is kind of oblivious to a lot of the issues that Carl thinks that they're dealing with. And so that's going to be really hard to watch. 
Right. Like when they're at the house in that one scene, he's like, you accused me of like using Doing drugs. drugs. And then she's yeah. like, he's a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, like, it really is wild. And and the thing is, like, he knows how those other castmates have treated Lindsay in the past. So it's interesting. Like, I wonder right. if he's going to use that as his safe space of you guys know how crazy she is. And I feel like that's wildly unfair to Lindsay. And I'm curious to see how people like Paige react, because Craig, even in like the press and all that, or like Watch What Happens Live said, listen, you'll see, you know, like he he seemed to like. I think he's walked it back since, but he seemed to be very pro Carl. And he's like, you'll see why they had to break up. Um, No. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I see it more in the trailer now, just like those little moments. And then that priest is like, I wouldn't marry you too. (laughs) I've I've married people since the dawn of age and I would not marry you too. And that's with Carl's mom right there. Roll over in his grave if I married you too. <laughs> oh God! If I was Lindsay, I would be losing my. I would be so bummed out to oh see that. God. And you know that you know she watched that and was like, Reverend Smith, how dare you? Like how dare? And then they put out these summer house photos, guys. Like the promotional <laughs> art, and the promotional art looks like it's created by artificial intelligence. It has Lindsay and Carl like yep. laughing with each other, touching each other. It doesn't even look like they were all there in the same day, same location. But I guess they were. But like, it's the weirdest photo Danielle's shoot I've seen. Like the stool. I know. It's like so Danielle's weird. I know, tiny, like, teeny, tiny. Like it makes no sense. So much so that I'm like, did you guys do it this weird so we would talk about it? Like because like then we talked about how weird it was. Like, did you make it this weird so we would talk about something about it? Like, it, no. it, I feel cons- I feel so like Craig weird. Conover conspiratorial about this. Oh, okay, and finally, we're two weeks away from Vanderpump Rules season eleven. Where are you at on? Are you are you exhausted of Scandal? Are you excited to have it back? Where are you? Where is your emotions lying right now? I feel like I'm never truly exhausted of Scandaval. I mean, I I'm really excited for it to come back. I I just cannot stand Tom. Like I I don't think I'm gonna feel bad for him at all this season. I think I'm still gonna be like very team Ariana. I made a post that I think this is gonna be Sheena's most Sheena y Sheena yet. Like this is going to be the most Sheeniest Sheena <laughs> we'll ever see. I think it's going to be the most genius Sheena of everybody. Like, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of success or what we deem as success has changed them in the span of a year because DJ James Kennedy thinks he's the number one guy in the group. You have Jack's back at some point that will lead off into the Valley spinoff that is going to be on Bravo as well. You have all of these different people coming back into the fold and you have supposedly Tom Sandoval trying to get a redemption season. And then I'm just curious about where we're going to, where's that shift going to be with Ariana where People are like, it's enough already. It's enough. I've got cheated on and I didn't get all this. Right. I mean, I feel like Sheena, I mean, Ariana could do no wrong for me. Like, I love her. I've always loved her. And it's funny. I was watching like the marathon yesterday and it was like this episode where Tom is going to Vegas and he's like, but we're going to ride bulldozers. And yeah. Oh, that was such a, like, we should have to- known then. We should have known in that moment what That's was because like the signs wild. were there. Because by and the way, funny, you I just made my rev- boyfriend watch. And what did he say? 
he well it was funny it was like also the episode where james spits on Kristen's door and he was oh, like God. who the fuck is that that's that's dj james kennedy that, well wait did you listen to uh raquel's podcast or rachel's podcast i heard like the highlights um she has the worst public speaking voice i have ever heard in my entire if you life. speed it up to 1.75 like, if you speed it up to 1.75 it's pretty good yeah it's normal she's like and then tom kissed me in the pool <laughs> <laughs> well see but see there's good information you just have to speed it up because there's good information and it really yeah. does i i kind of I, I, I'm not a fan of Rachel, obviously, but I do think it's kind of funny that it's going to poke holes in Tom's redemption season where this was, I mean, it really, it, it's wild to hear this story from that perspective, even though I'm ride or die team Ariana, but it's just wild to hear what was actually going on and her admitting, like I was fucked up all the time. I, and even into therapy, like she's the only person that actually locked herself away and did work on herself. And none of like, Tom didn't do that. Tom just like went on the road and did another season of like three shows. Does Tom still have a podcast, by the way? Yes, I feel like yeah. I heard about it and like that. Did that fall off the earth? No, because, no, it's like, still there. It's still the there. Show. Yeah. Him and like, Schwartz, and Schwartz does, does it a lot now. Uh, well, oh, God, like, of course he does. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this breaks down and what really, are you going to go see Ariana on Broadway? Cause I know you live in New York. I am. I just got tickets. Oh, really? When did you? When? February, when are you going? February third. Okay. Saturday. Well, let's let's hope you're sitting next to some girls that leave early and leave their popcorn behind at that as well. Um, but that's awesome that you're going. Everybody, go get tickets to Ariana doing Chicago on Broadway. She's playing Roxy Hart, which is the role that Erica Jane, the legendary Erica Jane, has done. So it'll be fun to see Ariana's uh, correct spin on we'll this. Lisa Rinna Lisa, too. Lisa, she wrote Lisa on that Rinna oh my God. You see that photo of Lisa Rinna and her nipples this week on Cosmopolitan. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ew. I, I almost stabbed my eyes out. It was like so intense. Uh, mm, poor. Mm, uh, anyways. Uh, Jennifer, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I know you got to go. I could do this for hours with you. Um, all, they count you guys. You already follow her, but she's so close to a hundred thousand right now. I want to get to her to a hundred thousand before the end of this month. So. At, everybody follow at blocked underscore by underscore Jax. What are you going to do when you hit a hundred K? What's what are the, what is the big celebration? I'll get blackout that night. <laughs> get blackout. There we go. Get her a hundred K so we can watch her adventures blacking out. But she is too old. And by the way, for the hundred K, she's going to hook up with Thomas Ravenall. Her boyfriend's giving her a pass and it's going to be great. And uh, thank you for laughing with us today. I really appreciate you doing this. You're one of my favorite guests. So, uh, and guys have a great rest of your week and also watch traders on Peacock. The first three episodes are out now. I really enjoy it. And there's a lot of Lars's in it with Marcus and we didn't get to talk about Miami this week, but we will talk about all that stuff later this week. So Jennifer blocked by Jax. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So bad. It's good is a Betches media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies.
Betches.